everybody. We back up in this thing, back up in this thing, thing. <laughs> welcome, welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante Credo here with my fam in the building. Voice cracking and everything. Building. KT, what is going on, girl? Nothing, man. Nothing. <laughs> just nothing. I'm I, just I I think glad I survived the day. That's all. I yeah, right that's now. exactly what I was about to say. That, that's <laughs> that. You know what? I survived the day vibes. Like yo. So glad I made it. I made it through. Who sings that song? So glad I made it. I made it through. And then it goes on. Who sings that song? Do you know? Because you have more Jesus in you than me. Really? Yes, absolutely. I don't know about that. You always had more Jesus than me. (laughs) Mr. Anointed. Well, something switched. Something switched. I'm, 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 I'm. you're my only little spark of light. I'm following you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm following you through the darkness. Lord, darkness. Man, we both, we screwed. Oh, no. We are doomed to wander the dark, honey. <laughs> <laughs> now we are doomed. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I, I think doomed... It's probably the the best way to describe what's going down this last week because it's just been, I just been reading things like wow, wow has been my my theme of the week. Just wow, wow, like that's all I've been saying. That's what I've been saying all week. Like just in the in the span of a week, Black China tried to sue the Kardashians for a hundred mil. That didn't go through. That failed. So she fumbled the bag. Then she was is under investigation for assaulting some chick at a bar she didn't got into a fight with and kicked down. And then she messed that up there. And then she was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going back to Jesus. So then she got baptized and said she's a born again Christian. All within a week's time. Rappers Young Thug, Gunner, and, and a bunch of YSL, like a, a, a side sector of the Bloods gang or whatever. They all got caught up in RICO charges. Now, you know, if you get caught up in some RICO charges, that's that's something serious. Every last one of them. Um, and then okay. as of today, so, they got... Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to have yeah. to have you back up. Because what's, what's up? I'm a little ignorant. I don't know uh-huh. what the hell RICO charges are, sir. Well, that's like drug racketeering things, like the, an, or, a crime organization, basically. Ah, bro, him. Yeah, like, like, mafia type stuff. Like, mm. yeah, gotcha. that that level type stuff. They they're going after organizations, and this organization mm-hmm. is YSL, which is which stands for Young Slime Life. They twenty eight people, including Young Thug and Gunna. They're they're rappers for those who don't know. Um, Gunna, who yeah, I consider Thug, to be yeah. the most mm. luckiest person in the world because he's he's dating. Chloe Bailey, but you know, she's in that bag boy phase and that type of thing. I'm but it's so all good. It's all good. Shit. It's all good. But uh, but yeah, they got caught up in Rico charges and and they yeah, it ain't looking good for them. That happened. The the saga of Tory Lanez versus Meg the Stallion had a, a major update 
this this week, and it it's looking like Meg the Stallion is looking like Meg the Smoulier. Like she's taking pages out of Juicy Smoulier's book. Because the doctor said, you know what? The injury to Meg the Stallion's foot came from her stepping on glass. It didn't come from her, a gunshot wound. And we're like, oh, cue the dramatic music. And I'm like, wow. So that's crazy. What also happened within the week is, you know, the, you, you know, the security company um, out there in, in the in the West Coast area is under some scrutiny right now because the security company that was over a particular set of events have all seemed to have ended in tragedy. So uh, y'all remember the Dave Chappelle thing that happened just uh, a week ago? You know, y'all remember the travesty and the tragedy that happened at Astro World with Travis Scott? Y'all remember that event where uh, a rapper was, was stabbed to death? Uh, I believe it was Draco or something along that line. Forgive me. Uh, my journalistic uh, integrity is, isn't keeping up today, but y'all know what I'm saying. All of those instances happen under the supervision or care or under the employment of this particular security company. Uh, and they are under fire and it ain't looking good for them. They looking shaky, baby. So that's all happened within the week that I'm not even going to talk about. I made the mention and that is it. So in this episode, I just, I just need to go ahead and just get it out the way. Okay. Let me get it out the way. Okay. Here we go. Let's just start the applause right now. Let's just start it because it feels like a long time coming. I feel like we here. Mama, we here. We did it. We did it. <laughs> oh my God. We did it. We did it. Kendrick Lamar is dropping tomorrow. <laughs> hey. I told y'all the boogeyman cometh. I told y'all the boogeyman cometh and he is coming. Pause for you, pause tight. The date of this recording is May 12th, 2022 and May 13th, Friday the 13th. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is coming to, uh, it's coming to set some things straight. He said, listen, don't address me unless it's with four letters. That's the goat. So I'm just, I'm just saying, K KT, I just, I just need you to just, I need you to celebrate with me because Kendrick Lamar is dropping tomorrow. It's happening. Kendrick yeah, Lamar is dropping tomorrow. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting for a long time. Well, not really a long time, but what it seems to be a long like time for us. In you know. from cool running and feeling very Olympic today. <laughs> don't don't, don't belittle my elation. Don't don't belittle my happiness. Hey, my joy. I love Kung Fu Kenny too. Shoot, <laughs> but it's happening tomorrow. I told y'all the boogeyman was coming. And on Friday the 13th, he's up in there. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is dropping. So 
I know you saw the video because you know you sent it to me. You sent it to me. So the music video. What'd you think about it? What do you think about that music video? I mean, typical, typical Kenny, typical Kendrick. Uh-huh. I was dying when he uh, turned in all the the coons. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Listen, I had. I had an amazing time watching that video because again, he did the, the deep fake CGI stuff. Uh, and when he started rapping and part of his verse was talking about how he wanted to be an impact to the generation and la, 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 mm-hmm. la. Uh, and then he did that as the face of juicy smoothie. Mm. <laughs> oh, I holler. I holler. I holler. But then, you know, the verses where he, uh, defect into Nipsey Hustle and was talking mm-hmm. the things he was talking. That definitely struck a chord. Mm-hmm. Uh, pulled at a couple heartstrings and this, that, and the third. So it was just, as you said, typical Kenny. And like, and that's just, you know, the the title uh, of the of the track was it, it was it was a part five. Like, you know, so I'm like, so I, I wonder what what's going on with parts one through four. You know. I'm like, what are we going to get with parts one through four? You know, the heart part five. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see what's going on with the heart part one, two, three, and four, because part five was 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 absolutely amazing. KT, I want to play a game again. KT, I want to play a game Yay. again. All right, so. <laughs> Let's since, play. Let's since, play. since I know you had such a fun time with playing Dopa Doodoo. I want to do it again. So, doper doodoo. I only got only got three three instances here, but I want to know what you think. Number one. Mm-hmm. So we all remember Mike Tyson beating up that dude on the plane. Mm-hmm. He beat up old dude on the plane because he kept messing and he just did not know when to sit down and shut the fuck up. Until Mike Tyson had to let him know it was time to sit down and shut the fuck up. So, the results of that is there would be no charges filed against Mike Tyson. And as of this day, May 12th, no legal action from the guy who got beat up on the plane would be filed against Mike Tyson. So, KT, do you think that is dope dope or do you think that's doo-doo? Nope. That's dope. I think it's dope as well because in my in, in my eyes, Mike Tyson was the victim. He was just trying to fly to Vegas and have some fun with Ric Flair and talk about his ear gummy chewies. Leave that man alone and let him be. That's all. All right. Number two. Mike Bites. Yeah, the Mike yes. Bites. You know, I think, you know what I'm going to do? See, wifey's in Vegas right now. She's in Vegas with her on, on a girl's trip, you know, a bachelorette thing. Um, you know, so she she's on her Meg the Stallion tip right now, do, living her hot girl summer and stuff in Vegas with her girls and stuff. But I'm going to see, you know, if you still remember that you're married, uh, bring home some Mike Bites. Thank you. I'm going to see if she can do that for me. Do that for me. Do that for me. All right. All right. Number two. 
50 Cent reignites Monique's career. So for those who may not remember, or it may not be so fresh on the memory, because it's been a while, Monique was, let's say, blackballed from Hollywood after she, you know, rattled a few cages and she went at, a, you know, a few people such as like your Tyler Perry's. Um, she yeah, she just bro. went at everybody. Everybody black seemed like because of the Netflix thing where she had an issue where they wouldn't pay her a specific amount of money when they would give acts like Amy Schumer, who was white, significantly more money than what they were offered for Monique. So she cited this was a race issue. This is racially biased. And we should boycott Netflix and this, that, and the third caused a whole firestorm that honestly ended up with her being blackballed because none of the black community or black Hollywood got behind her. And actually, they kind of turned on her. So you haven't really seen her in, in Hollywood or any type of acting role since until now. 50 Cent said, you know what? I'm going to bring Monique back and we're going to get her back in the game. And so he has casted her in his BMF series. And he says, and I quote, the underdogs back on top. So KT, do you think 50 Cent giving KT another chance? Giving KT. <laughs> do you think 50 Cent giving He's Monique? Like, he get, <laughs> like please give me a chance, 50. I was like, hey. It Let just, me get some money. Just remember, Please, remember, sir. remember your little bro. That's all I'm saying. But do you think 50 giving Monique another chance to get back in the game? Do you think that was dope or do you think it was due to? You know, uh, 50 can be a stand up guy when he wants to be. Uh huh. You know, I think it's dope. Okay. You know, I mean, She she already going through enough with that sham of a marriage she in, you know. Uh-huh. Help her out. Let her let her get back in the game. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. I think it's dope as well. I think it's dope. For everything I think I think uh time, you know, it's it's been enough time. You know, enough time has yeah, gone by. Been, uh, you know, more than enough time. Yeah. So currently, Daniel's done made up. You yeah, know, right. So everything seemed to be realigning itself, getting back together. Emotions have died down. You know, reconciliation has happened. Let's get her back in the game because say what you want to say, she has made herself to be a phenomenal actress. So like she she didn't win that that Oscar for nothing. You know. She, she's right. a real dope actor. So, so I, I think that's dope. Think that's dope. All right. Last but not least. So everyone is understanding uh, of this Kim and Kanye fiasco that continues to go down with, you know, Kim's new bay and Kanye's new bay and blah, and the back and forth between Kanye and Pete Davidson, which is Kim's new bay. So now Pete Davidson is like, you know what? You've been bullying me for long enough. It's time that I fight back. So after a, a text exchange has been leaked between Kanye and Pete, where, you know, Pete's basically saying, I'm smashing your wife, bro. And posting pictures of himself laying in Kim's bed and, you know, all this type of things to antagonize Kanye, you know, to, to fight back, to stand up for himself. His most recent antics seem to be, hmm, I'll leave it at that. Because what he did, he seemed to have gotten the initials of Kim and Kanye's kids tattooed on his neck in a way to 
further antagonize Kanye. So, KT, I have to ask you, is this dope or is this doo-doo? Doo-doo. Leave the kids out of it. They ain't got nothing to do with it. That's all I'm saying. you and Kanye, y'all having y'all little beef or whatever, which is stupid anyway. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it's childish on both of their parts. Yep. It's childish. So... But you sitting there trying to get his tit, his kids' initials tattooed. That's that's doo doo. Absolute doo doo. Absolute. That's doo-doo. too far. And so all far. I'm saying is, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna move it on. If there was any point in time where the claims of Kanye whooping Pete Davidson's ass, I think now would do it. You know, of course, they just been talking shit. Kanye's like, all right, I'm, you know, he had that little uh, verse where he's like, you know, I survived the crash to beat Pete Davidson's ass and blah, 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 blah. All right, you said all that. All right, threats and stuff. If any time where, okay, now, now I'm going to put the hands on you. Now is the time where you get initials of my children on your body. Nah, nope. See, th- this is when you need to understand that there's a cultural differences. There's cultural differences when it comes to how we handle things. And there's a reason Kim is, is pleading to Kanye to chill out because you're putting Pete in danger. But at the same time, I don't feel sorry for Kanye because you knew who she was when you quote unquote fell in love with her. Anyway, anyway, we out of there. We out of there. We out of there. Look, I've been, I've been perturbed when it comes to our culture, you know, now I always find myself in hot water with my beloved people because my opinions don't align, don't align with the things that they say and and the logic that they have. And one thing that has always gotten me in hot water with my beloved people is the aspect of crime, the culture and the glorification of illegal activities that we do. Case in point, I mentioned earlier in the pod that, you know, Young Thug, rappers Young Thug and Gunna, uh, and amongst 26 other people were scooped up and charged on, on Rico charges, you know, uh, with their YSL life and this, that, and the third. And the reaction that I see it's free thugger. Free Gunner, free all of them, free them all. Oh, this is the system again. Why? Oh, why, why is this happening? Someone said, and a prominent person he has a blue check, so you know that means he's important. This person said, oh, y'all got a free Gunner. Y'all got a free Thugger because who are we going to listen to during the summer? Oh, oh. And this is one of um, our quote unquote leaders. That's that's all y'all listen to during stuff. Well, y'all don't have n- okay. Well, my my First thing is all, this. And I say, you know, here's why I, I I question our collective intelligence here. Because trust, I I understand very very well that there is a systemic 
disproportionate dealings, if you will, when it comes to how black people have been treated, when it comes to the government of the United States of America, when it comes to arrest rates, when it comes to, you know, all of this stuff, you know, is the, the statistical evidence is there. We know at this point in time in 2022, we know the disparities when it comes to crime and justice in the justice system when it comes to black people. But for whatever reason, we continue to glorify things that puts us under that microscope and we continue to do things that allow them to continue to take us from our families and break up happy homes and put another black man into the system and this, that, and the third, you name it, we'll claim it. And so my question is why? Because I say, well, if we know what is happening here, why do we continue to do things that gets us picked up on RICO charges? Why do we continue to do things that will get us removed and taken from our families, that will get us put in particular systems? Why do we continue to participate in those circles? It's very simple to me. My thing is, well, if this is what the government has done to us, why would I put my neck out for them to do what they can have done? You know, why would I put myself in that position? If I know that I'm more likely to be arrested for blah, 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 blah. Why would I do something or participate in something that can get me arrested? Now, we're not talking about and what makes this you know, crazy for me. We're not even talking about just your regular Joe Smoke. You're not even talking about the people like me, your blue collar nine to five dudes. That's just, you know, just here, just everyday citizens. We're talking about multi-million dollar entertainers. But you're dealing with these young guys or you're dealing with these people. Well, I, I can't even say young guys. Let's just be honest. We're dealing with a self-destructive culture. To where we continue to do things that get ourselves fucked up. And then once we get ourselves fucked up, we point the finger at the white man. Can I just be honest? Can I just be honest? We do these things wholeheartedly. We glorify it in our music, our lyrics, understanding how they profit off black death, black incarceration, just black destruction. And more often than not, it comes from the lips. Pause for you, pause types. It comes from the hands. It comes from the, the performance, the influence of other black people. And then when it happens, then we act like they're actually victims. I'm sorry, y'all, Young Thug, Gunna, and the other 26 members of YSL who were picked up on Rigo charges. They don't just throw Rigo charges out like it's jaywalking. This ain't jaywalking that we're talking about. This ain't a failure to have a seatbelt on or speeding or whatever the case, but driving without a license, driving without a license plate. This ain't even one of those type of infractions. This is a Rico charge. Y'all know what Rico charges are? And do you know that when those things are brought against you, that means they damn near already got you? So much so, so much so, 
that these individuals, specifically Young Thug and Gunna, they were denied bail. They don't even get bail. RICO, just for those who still don't understand what this is, is racketeer influence and corrupt organization. That's what RICO stands for. RICO stands for racketeer influence and corrupt organization. You're, 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 you're talking about things that they slapped on like the mafia, you know, what you saw in the movies. Of course, black people, we saw that movie because that's basically what we're emulating. We're emulating what we see in the movies. Here, here's a little bit of um, education, all right, for understanding the RICO Act. So RICO stands for Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations. And since 1970, the RICO Act has been working to combat organized crime in the United States. Even though the threat of mafia families or other major crime organizations is sparse in the 2020s, especially in Georgia, this law has come under fire more recently for its negative effect on individuals who may be perceived as committing crimes on behalf of a group. While initially created to prosecute the prominent mafia families, several civil and criminal crimes can fall underneath these stipulations. So over the years, RICO has grown to cover 35 distinct crimes. I'm not going to read it all, but they include larceny, which is robbery or theft, crimes involving people, murder, kidnapping, slavery, human smuggling, tampering with the witness, money-related crimes, multiple kinds of fraud, embezzlement, money laundering, bribery, paying for murder for hire, gambling, counterfeiting, extortion, collection of unlawful debt. You know, that, that protection money. Other criminal copyright infringement, infringement, arson, acts of terrorism, obstruction of justice, trafficking, controlled substances, false use of a passport. So these are just some of the things that RICO charges fall under. So if they pick you up and they have, and they slap you with RICO charges, because just as I read this, this article explaining what RICO charges are, they went through Young Thug's home and found, you know, other things, and they slapped even more charges on him. More drug and illegal weapon charges on him. So understand, when they go to RICO, when it comes to you, that means they already got what they need. Now we're just going to put you through the system and through the justice system and then let that play out how it plays. But yet we pretend that we act like the people who do these things are victims for some reason. And it's like, no, I need y'all to have some sort of, some sort of accountability for yourselves. Because in my mind, I'm like, if, especially given the history of this country, if we know that they have fucked us over in so many areas, but definitely when we're talking about the justice system, and policing and this, that, and the third. Why would I continue to do things that will put me in the crosshairs of the police and the justice system? Just, just why? Because the answer for all of our success for black people as a whole, as a collective, the formula for our success comes from that record-breaking $1.6 trillion spending power that we have. That's all. And so I just find it, I just, it's disheartening for me. 
because everyone is like, oh my God, we, how can this happen to Young Thug? Prayers for Young Thug. Nigga, I ain't praying for you. At least not, not in the way that you would hope that I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you will find peace and for, and for this to be the lesson that gets you under the mindset that this street culture that you, that's been shoved down your throats, that you think that black people is synonymous with, mm-hmm. cause let's just be honest. When we think black culture, we think street shit because that's all we've been fed. That's all we see. That's how they see us. So, okay. When we understand that this street shit is not our culture, it's not us, and it's not the only answer. It's not the answer for us. It's it's not even the product of our environment that we want to always fall back to. Man, I'm just a product of my environment. No, 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 no. Not, not, not in the 2020s at this point. Yeah. But but the, the problem with that is it's willful right. ignorance. It's willful. You choose to be ignorant because you have a cell phone. I, I do this all the time. I do this all the time. Y'all have a cell phone. Y'all have access to the entire, just about, entire history of this country so you know what they've done you know what they'll do you you know the what has happened and for whatever reason y'all don't get this information that y'all see on social media and y'all don't look at and read other things and y'all don't say y'all know what it's time for us to do better fuck all this now we don't need this person that person we don't need joe biden we don't need whoever up there cooning and dancing we don't need kamala harris we don't need Kentaji Brown Jackson. We, we, don't, we don't need these quote-unquote black figures in our places because they always sell us out. We don't need nobody. You know what? I'm going to work and then I'm going to try to get with someone, some other like-minded people, which we all should be. We're not a monolith, but we all should be like-minded in one thing that, okay, it's time for a change. It, it's, 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 time, it's time to get ourselves out of this hole because over the since the since we been came over here, since our ancestors were brought over here, we've been put in this hole and, and left in this hole. And we've been bamboozled time and time and time and time and time and time and time Good again, wish. thinking that someone else is going to pull us out of this hole. And so, okay, now, okay, now we, we got to figure out, once again, we got to look to the past and see what works, but then we got to figure out the things that did work, what went wrong or what happened. All right, let's look at Tulsa. Okay, well, now now we can fully take advantage of things like the Second Amendment. I'm just saying, I, I, I know we had successful towns and cities. I know they flooded it. I know what they did to Central Park. I know what they did to other black towns where they flooded it out and, and slaughtered us. Not today. Not today. That, that, that shouldn't discourage us. Okay, well, let's do it again. No, we're going to do it again. Well, that's all I'm saying. Now, I just need accountability. Why are we acting like these people are victims? They're not victims. They're not victims. In, in my 50 cent voice, whatever they said you did, you most likely you did that shit. And so you should be held accountable and whatever happens, just happens. I pray for you and your family and, and your mindset that things change. But one person I enjoy listening to is Wallow. You ever listen to uh, the Wallow with, uh, with Gilly the Kid on a million dollars worth of game? So Wallow, shout, shout out to Wallow and, and Gilly for that, you know, that podcast, real dope. Like, love them guys. Basically, Wallow spent 20 years in jail for armed robbery. So Wallow spent 20 years in jail for armed robbery. 
Uh, and, you know, so now he basically talks to the young people. He talks to people on his podcast. They bring rappers and other, you know, young influential people on and they just talk to him. And literally they brought up a clip months ago where Wallow's literally sitting with Young Thug and his whole group and was like, listen, y'all, this ain't for y'all. This street shit ain't for y'all because listen to someone who's been in jail for 20 years. I lost 20 years of my life. And he's telling him, just this mind. you got to get out this mindset. And then months later, this happened to, to them, the very people that listened to a person pleading with them. Listen to me. They didn't listen. Accountability. So like, I can't, I can't feel sorry for us and the victimhood that we project on ourselves because we perpetuate things, self-destructive actions, and then want to put the blame on someone else. How can we put the blame on the government, on the white man for this man being involved in racketeering and or corrupt organization acts of crime right. and things that are to the detriment of your own doggone community, your own community. If anything, we should kind of celebrate. You was killing us. Y'all weren't killing white people. You weren't killing Hispanics and Asians and Middle Eastern. Y'all was killing us. Whatever y'all was doing, y'all was doing it to us. So why should I feel sorry for you again? That's 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 all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, all right. So 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 we'll move on to to a a, a lighter, a lighter note, if you will, because I, you know, again, there there's just a, a hypocrisy, even when it comes to, <laughs> even when it comes to our relationships. So there is a a particular TikToker that I enjoy watching because one, she's funny, but um, her TikTok at, I'll go ahead and give her a shout out, is Diamond Fierce, if I believe, if I can read, I'm reading it now. Diamond Fierce 1, Diamond Fierce 1. Shout out to her. Um, but then at the same time, I'm like, did I shout out the right person? Because you know, people can save other people's videos and then they repost them. But anyway, Diamond Fierce 1, there's your shout out. If this is her, but she talks about uh, two particular clips that has, you know, made us rounds around black social media uh, on TikTok. And she just kind of point out the, the stark differences between the two. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this clip. I want you to listen. It's about a minute 40. Uh, and then we're going to talk about it. So let's play. Ladies, it's time to get rid of these fucking double standards. Okay. Watch this. Same. If I'm out with the fellas or we on the game, and my girl call me and be like, hey, booze, baby, you know, I want you to come home or can you come lay down? Fellas, y'all one man short of this group. Now, these are some of the comments from that video, and pretty much all the comments were this type of vibe. Like, you know, this type of energy we looking for, king shit, blah, blah, blah. But hold on. Now watch this. Hey, we, I could be out with my friends and we could be having a blast. But the minute that my man calls, hello, you say what? You want me to come with? I'm out. Me and Turner. Now read these fucking comments. Especially that first one. Like, look at that first comment. Like, what, what the, what the fuck? So if a man drop everything for you, for what you need, what you want, that's king shit, right? But when it's time for... 
for women to reciprocate that same energy when you need to drop shit for your man. Now he's possessive. He's controlling. You don't want to do that. Huh? Just another classic case of women expecting men to do something for them that they're not willing to do for their man. If you have expectations from somebody that you can't deliver yourself, you have no business having that expectation, period, point blank. See, but women today, y'all have this mindset that the shit that men are supposed to do, it's an obligation. But the shit that you're supposed to do, it's a choice. Like, make it make sense. All right, so the way I'm going to form this, because this isn't, this isn't, an anti-woman or a woman bash thing, but it's, it's an accountability thing because, again, I think our biggest, well, I won't say our biggest, but a problem when it comes to our conduct in our community is accountability. And I think accountability is damn near a foreign language to us as a, as a community collective. So I'll just so I'll form it like this, mm -hmm. KT. So when you hear someone, you know, kind of make that start thing. So like, okay, there's a guy saying, hey, y'all, look, I'm out with my boys. If if my girl calls and says she needs something, then, hey, I'm out. Y'all one man short of the group. I'm out. That gets praised. They're like, yes, that's king shit. Love the energy. I need that. But when the woman says the same thing, my, I'm out with my girls, but my man called, then he's possessive. Now, just kind of, we'll be liberal a little bit, and we'll gender fluid these things. So let's just say, you know, these, how could two very similar situations, damn near the same, have two very different reactions? Now, in this case, this is dealing with uh, obligations between, you know, men and women when it comes to themselves and, and prioritizing uh, intimate or close relationships with friends and this, that, and the third. But of course, we can go down a whole laundry list of examples where the man isn't doing keeping the same energy or the women's not doing the same energy. So this isn't a man versus woman thing. This is an accountability thing. So what do you think the disconnect would be to where what you have to do and the standard that I hold you to is only a choice if I feel like it for me? Why can't or don't I need to keep the same energy I'm expecting you to keep? Why do you think that is? I'm so exhausted by what people seem to think relationships are supposed to be these days. Like, I'm just exhausted by it. It's like, yeah, y'all don't make sense. Y'all just don't make sense. I don't understand why you can't have a relationship where both people are giving and both people are getting like what's 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 pro what's the problem with that yeah why should one have to give more than the other that's that's what i'm trying to figure out like why yeah, why y'all like these lopsided relationships i don't understand i don't get it but the the thing the term that i hear a lot and this is especially in the relationship sphere is the term prize. And I hear such a stark argument of I'm the prize. No, I'm the prize. No, 
women are the prize. No men are the prize. And, and everything to me seems to stem from you should appreciate me more than I need to appreciate you because I am the prize. And you need to operate and conduct yourself in a gracious, grateful manner because you have to work. You have to earn me. But that's not the other way around because I am the prize. And that's coming from both sides, you know, and they have their, their different arguments and talking points and this, that, and the third of why the prize is what y'all build together. And neither one of y'all are uh the prize. Okay. Neither one. The prize is what y'all make the decision to stick in there and build together. That's what the prize is. Uh huh. That's right. I'm just exhausted. And all of these so called or self proclaimed relationship gurus we got out here. You know what's sad is uh, I was, um, I did a, a guest appearance on the, the late night flight podcast. Shout out to, shout out to Nas and Smart. Um, had a dope time, a dope, dope time. And, and, and actually, uh, I'll be having, uh, Naz on, uh, next week wants to come on. I'm like, Hey, pull up, pull up, but, uh, real dope. And so th- th- this is one of the instances and I'll just give him a quick, a quick plug. Cause this ain't one of these guest appearances you have not without me again. No, it? no. He going to pull up just like we're pulling up right here. And we're gonna do okay. it just like this. I'm just yeah. making sure because you know how you did with a Samad. List, list, okay, okay. I'm sorry, okay. You know, it was and I'll make it up to you. I love you. I love you. Know that mm. girl, you know I I I I I love you. Somebody was stuttering. <laughs> but yeah, now he's gonna okay, he's gonna pull up. You. you know, we 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 gonna talk. We're gonna talk some talk. But um, you know he he made a statement yesterday. He was like, you know, um, it seemed like every type of black podcast or or production that you come across, like nine times out of ten, it's about relationships. And I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. I I think you're right. The majority of our like podcasting yeah, thing is is like relationship based um and and gossipy based or you know we kind of fall in that line where you know we just kind of break down what's going on in in the culture and we just kind of talk our shit about it and you know i'm still in the process of finding my niche and i'm doing a lot uh you know a lot of plans and this that and the third but they got me thinking and i'm like well why is that and i look to the really successful ones. So I look at Kevin Samuels. I'm like, well, why is that? Because, you know, people look at Kevin Samuels however they look at Kevin Samuels. Um, and I know, I don't think we actually talked about that, his passing on here. Have we talked about his passing? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think everyone has talked about his passing um, well enough to where there's really nothing that we need to to really say. But I will say this in regards to this, you know, the relationship stuff. 
is that for, for me, I, I, I look at him a little differently than what most people did because, you know, I saw for someone that's like also in this game, I saw the gimmick. I saw the character. I saw the presentation. I saw the setting. I saw the production, you know, and I also understood that Kevin Samuels, whether you like it or not, very similar to Mona Scott Young. He created a production that allowed you to behave in a particular way that brought or provided and created entertainment. I'm going to set this up in a way. Now, reality TV, it isn't scripted, but it's positioned. I know this situation and this situation is going on, so I'm going to kind of manipulate it and push it to set it up in a way where a confrontation will happen. And then I have my cameras rolling and ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand this narrative and you going through this and you going through that. So let me position it in a way. And then I just kind of let nature takes care of itself. You know, that type of thing. Mona Scott Young, let's just be honest. She, she has been a mastermind of, you know, you're, you're loving hip hops and so on and so forth. Reality TV. I saw that with Kevin Samuels. I saw that with, I have a little bit of information. Uh, and th- th- that's not to say he had a little bit of information because, you know, the websites and, and sources that he pulled from are actually legit, especially when it comes to the black community. But it's like, I'm going to take this information and I'm going to present it in a way that's going to create confrontation. And during and with that confrontation, I got hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of people trying to prove me wrong, silence me um destroy me whatever the case may be but they will be talking about me and that's what i saw and it's a how do i how do i want to say this because nothing that's being presented especially in mainstream of things that get that gets very very um a lot of exposure Nothing is ever true. There's elements of truth in there, but it's not all true. There has to be elements of sensationalism. Things are going to piss you off. That's why Kevin Samuels will be where he w- he wouldn't tell a woman. Well, I'm sorry. Just you have to understand and think about, well, the, the things that you want in a man. You have to understand that there is different qualifications and different things that that man is looking for. And you have to be honest with yourself to see if you fit what they are looking for. And unfortunately, what you're telling me, I don't think it is. Now, I'm pretty sure that if he was said it that way, I don't think the backlash would come the way that it came. But he says, bitch, you average at best. What the fuck are they going to do with you? You fat, you overweight, you got four kids. Bitch, who wants you? Y'all left, you over 35, y'all left over. So, Understand that's going to create content because the first instance of Kevin Samuels came with, he's telling this woman, you average at best. At best, you're average. And you are delusional. You know, that creates confrontation. That creates drama. And unfortunately, the black community, we love drama. And boy, did we flock to it. But anyway, I look at that and I I understand how he became successful. Because when you look at them at a 
from a marketing standpoint, you look and see what the need is. There's a problem. I'm going to provide a solution, even if it is, isn't an accurate solution, but I'm going to present a, a proposition for a solution. And then I'm going to add whatever the presentation, the character, the, the set, the presentation, the, the delivery, and all this type of stuff. I'm going to add that in there. And then I'm going to create one whole production that should get me the return that I need. And right now, what saddens me is the fact that while there are so many relationship topic-based podcasts and productions and YouTube shows and web series, is because we are a broken, fractured community which we already knew this, we've already known, but this is just a mirror that is reflecting on us, that we're seeing how broken our community is. The fact that everyone has to give relationship advice because it seems all of our relationships are failing as a whole because that's what the numbers say. So that's why people like, and this is not to belittle Diamond Fierce, but why she has to go on TikTok and do things like this and create this. That's why Kevin Samuels, that's why um, uh, Tasha K or whatever the case may be and and Tony Sotomayor uh, and all these other figures that you may or may not have heard of got their comeuppance talking about black relationships. Because it's holding up the mirror, holding up a mirror to our culture and we are extremely hypocritical in it because we fail to look at ourselves and say, we need to fix this. It's like me. I look in the mirror. Mm, I got a dad body and a half. I need to fix this. Let's be honest with myself. But can I say that these days? Cause then y'all would say that I'm fat phobic or something. I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. We off that. We off that. Here's the thing that I really want to talk about, and I'm not really going to talk about it that much. Honestly, now that I think about it, I'm going to play a couple of clips. And then I just want y'all to form your own opinions about it. I'm going to say a little piece and then, you know, we're just going to leave it at that. Then we're going to get up out of here. You know what I mean? So a couple of days ago, former BLM founder Patrice Cullors goes on Instagram live. Now she hasn't been on social media for quite some time. Now she's disappeared. And if we kind of line up when she was last seen versus this time that she's been away, it came right around the time that these reports of these mansions and this BLM compound and all this type of extravagant spending, you know, homes are being bought in Georgia and LA and all these other places. So you bought your wife a house and da 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 da. We don't know what is all the all these reports are coming out, and then she kind of disappeared. She was laying low. But a couple of days ago, she came online and she posted up a video. Because um, in her words, right wing pundit Candace Owens pulled up to her crib with some cameras, and Candace Owens was like, I need receipts. So this is how this happened. We're going to just play the clip. Share my video, share the screen. And uh, so this one is about four minutes, but I'm just going to let it play. Well, okay. I'm going to try to let it play because if it gets sounds too egregious to me, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop it and say what I got to say. 
but I'm gonna try my I'm gonna use my journalistic integrity and I'm gonna let Patrice Cullors say everything she has to say regarding Candace Owens pulling up to her house asking for receipts for BLM and stuff. So here we go. I just wanna say that I wanna thank everybody. Um thank you so much. Good morning. I love y'all. Um it's been a hard it's been a hard few weeks. Um I'm specific. You see, I got, I got to stop it right there already. I, I bet it's been a hard few weeks. I bet it's been a hard few weeks. I'm sorry. I try. I, I'm 15 seconds in. I, I already done broke my own internal journalistic integrity. I bet it has been a hard few weeks. I bet it has. Okay. Okay. All right. We going. Quickly going through like a deep accountability process. With oh, are you now? Are you now? Are a deep accountability process? <laughs> are you you trying to figure out how to leave the country? That's all that is. You trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of here? You trying to get to Cabo? Your deep accountability process. Get the okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, KT. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. People okay, I love go. and trust and love and trust me. This morning, I woke up to Candace Owens being outside of my house with a news crew. Um. She was demanding that I come outside. She was actually asking about the... I would too. Come outside. Because we got questions. Come outside. We on your... It's a shame. Okay, 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 I'm sorry. Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation property. Uh, and for some reason, seems like she thought my house was that. Um... It's unacceptable and it's dangerous that anybody, any stranger come outside of my house, but it's really unacceptable and dangerous when Candace Owens, another black woman who is actually working as a part of a right-wing agenda comes outside of my house with cameras. As you all know, I've experienced, and many of us have experienced death threats. Um, many of us are have children. Many of us are super vulnerable. And uh, the fact that she's came outside my house and demanded things harassed me uh, is unacceptable. I'm gonna keep doing the work I need to do to make sure that I'm in right relationship with my community, but I'm not gonna let the right, right relationship. Oh, really? Are you really? The right relationships? Well, wait, well, okay, I can go ahead and say right now, my community, she ain't talking about y'all. She ain't talking about black people. She ain't talking about the black community. Maybe no, the no, she isn't. LGBTQIA community or something. But sure enough, ain't black folks. Uh-huh, nah. I need to make I'm doing everything to maintain the right. I'm in right relations. Oh, the deep accountability thing. Shut. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to listen to this with unbiased ears, but okay. I'm, I've already failed. 50 seconds, 15 seconds in, I failed. So yeah, I'm, I'm all right the way. wing all right, let's and go. right wing pundit, pundits and media try to drive me against my community and have the community driven against me. <laughs> Why does she keep tripping over the word pundit? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she she's been struggling to say pundit all this time. But I'm I'm, I'm like 
I don't know. I like. I, I, okay, I'm, I'm. We're two minutes in. There's two minutes left. I'm, I'm gonna try to let her at least get through it, and then we'll talk. About I'm begging and pleading with all of you all to pay attention to what's happening to me and to many other people because what happened to me today has the potential to open up a floodgates, the floodgates of many other right-wing people that may next time be bearing arms, that may next time be more violent. This is unacceptable. Black people should be able to fight for our rights, for our right to live without being harassed, without being, um, without fearing for our lives, without having people, strangers show up to our private and personal property. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm still in shock. Thank God for, for community, for Black community, for Black movement community here in Los Angeles. Um, I just, I just really, really like, y'all, I really need my family to be safe. I need to be safe. I need my child to be safe. And this, this, what happened this morning is not safety. It's not what I deserve. It's not what any of us deserve. Please be diligent because they are purposefully doing this. They are purposefully building a wedge between black people because they know that when we are together, we're stronger and they've seen what we've done this last decade. Yes, we've seen exactly what was done this last decade. We've seen what we've done. Yeah. Okay. I'm they've sorry. seen what sorry, we've done. It hasn't been so enough. they're literally trying to destroy us. They're trying to destroy me. They're trying to destroy the movement. And I really, I just need us to be stronger. I need us to be more diligent. Okay. All right. Let's, 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 okay. Thank God I got through that. Poorly, but I got through it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you go first, KT. Please, please. Because at this point, y'all should know how I feel. You, you should already know how I feel about this. So, you know, I, the fact that your home can be mistaken for that giant piece of Black Lives Matter property, <laughs> um, that's saying something. <laughs> Uh, also, don't you have security? I know you got security. Yep. I know you got yes, security. If you got a home uh -huh. that can be mistaken for that giant piece of Black Lives Matter mansion slash property, I know uh -huh. you're behind got security. They call it they call it a compound. Top flight security the of the world, Craig. Compound. Uh-huh. I know you got security. Yep. So. Uh-huh. While it could be unnerving to have somebody show up 
with the news crew outside your house. I get that. I get that. I can get that. It it it, uh-huh. it would be unnerving. Um, but a regular black person who just got money and has a compound would not be having nobody really show up at their compound with news cameras unless they did something to warrant it. Uh Uh-huh. So, you the one out here looking suspect. You the one out here, uh, you know, running this organization that's supposed to be for black folk. Yet, you live in large and in charge. And large and in charge. What exactly because, uh-huh. are you really, really doing? What kind of programs are you really setting up for the black community? I'm still a little fuzzy <laughs> about that. Like, how many people are you feeding? How many homes are you providing Her for family. people who really need it in the black community? I'm just saying, you know, there's uh-huh. so many. I'm just saying, you know. How many uh, innocent black folk have you gotten sentences overturned for? I'm just saying, there's a lot of stuff to be done in the black community. And I'm still trying to figure Uh out exactly what y'all been doing all this time. Besides organizing protests and marches and such. That usually don't uh-huh. result in much of anything. Because we've been marching and Nothing protesting for years and we haven't gotten very far. No, not at all. So I'm I'm just saying, I'm what are, what are, what are the other things that you're doing? Because you know, our controversial Black Panther group, they were setting up clinics and uh, feeding the hood. Uh-huh. They was doing had all uh-huh. kinds. They had volunteer doctors running clinics and yeah. stuff. Educational you know, programs. They had food, food drives. drives. They yeah. had all kinds of stuff going on. So, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out exactly if y'all making money like that. What what are y'all esta- really establishing? Because y'all ain't really got no laws to pass. No. Uh-uh. I mean, what are what are you actually doing with that money? Look like you you live and in large and in charge of the money that you're making. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you you are living the dream. You you are doing it up, and, you know, and she says, you know, because <laughs> This is unacceptable. And I'm sorry, but your crocodile tears. I don't see one tear coming out your eye. I'm sorry. You don't look like Not you. One. What was she? She managed to squeeze one. You know, she 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 got the squinting and stuff and rubbing at the eyes. So she managed to get one tear to fall. Oh, okay. But that she told her, she said, just, you know that. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's that, it. That, no, actually, it's that Will Smith. Tear. You know, you know, Will Smith is is really good to have that one big tear that falls and he. You know, he, it, it does that Will that Will Smith tear. Mm. 
But I don't know. I think his tears are real now. Now that, now that we have exposed the demon that's been messing with. It. Okay. Anyway. 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 Uh, <laughs> but but understand, Patrice Colors. She she just said <laughs> they're trying to drive a wedge between black people. You done drove. You done participated know. in driving that wedge already, honey. They don't uh-huh. have to do much or nothing because you done. We didn't fall like we we are not falling for the manipulation because this is all that this is. So like I'm 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 paying attention to terms like you know the movement and oh this is unacceptable. Black people need to be able to fight for rights and and be safe and uh, this ain't a matter of black people. You you are not the avatar or or the ambassador or for uh, the liaison for black people. You're not the, the embodiment of black people. What happened to you isn't indicative of what's going on within black America or what's happening to us. No. No. All you did was you take advantage of the stuff that was happening in the black community and making money off of it. Monetizing it. And making money off of it. That's it. Yep. You monetize like well, everyone as you black saw pain. Formula, You monetize where, black pain. That's uh-huh. what you did. Where they monetize black pain. You saw the formula you emulated it. You cashed out because as soon as she she got that payout, she left BLM. She she's no longer with Black Lives Matter as far as the the founding uh, co founder or whatever. She 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 darted out of that like a year or so ago. So yeah, she got her money and split, and now she's on to other things. But yeah. You know, when she's like, oh, well, look what we can do. Look what we've done when we were together. And I'm like, well, what have we done? And I would have people rewind this podcast about three minutes and listen to KT again when she asked the questions. What laws have you overturned? What what have you what have you done? What communities have you helped rebuild? What programs have you implemented to help your people? Nothing. Nothing, 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 and nothing. But mentions and extravagant homes for your girlfriend and mansions in places you know what I'll, I'll when I find myself agreeing with Candace Owens you know something okay like that, I listen that, that, that's, I listened to her and I was like dang on it it's a sad day when I yeah. got to agree with dang on Candace Owens yeah when I when I agree with Candace Owen, now, now that's not to say that I never because it's just again, I understand the gimmick. Yeah. Or whatever. She's definitely gimmicky Sanders. too. She yeah. putting on so I understand the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like I, I see the game, I understand the game, and I understand the base that you're playing to. So it is what it is. Now, uh, and just like I said, it's not all truth that these people present. I'm going to give a little bit of truth, a lot of narrative and sensationalism. So she'll give a little bit of truth, some conservative truth, especially when it comes to black people. But again, she'll say it in a confrontational, damn near disrespectful way that will provoke confrontation. And that confrontation is what get other people who may feel like the things that she says and presents to support her. And especially because if a black person saying this, then it can be racist, you know? So in this case, this is what she had to say in response because while 
Patrice Colors was on Instagram Live making this video. Candace Owens was outside of the home still. She decided to make her own video in response to what Patrice Colors was saying. And this is what was said. Let's go. Okay, so this is insane. In real time right now, I am watching uh, Patrice Colors do a live claiming that I went to her property and demanded to speak to her. Um, and she's, I, I, only way I can describe it is she sounds like she's really scared. Um, we're working on a documentary talking about all the funding pertaining to Black Lives Matter. Obviously, we know that Patrice and a lot of the founders purchased million dollars home, million dollar homes in white neighborhoods. Uh, they also purchased a Black Lives Matter property. So we went to the property and asked if there was anyone that we could speak to. Very politely, by the way, we've got cameras in tow. So there's no way she can. It's all on camera. And we just said, is there anyone we can speak to? Nobody asked us to leave. Um, the person went inside. It was just a white man that we saw outside that was providing security, which is super interesting because obviously. Patrice here is anti-police and so she's oh my god I think she's crying on this live pretending that she was harassed we like I said very politely to the guys or anyone we can speak to um, my name's Candace Owens we never went over the gate it was just me ringing the doorbell trying to speak to someone he said absolutely nothing he started just recording us and we said okay if there's no one we can speak to we're gonna leave um Patrice is pretending to be scared because she knows that this black lives matter lie is falling apart um and she doesn't know what to do i mean people are aware of the scam that is black lives matter she's intentionally limited the comments so you can't even comment on this post because i was going to comment and be like this is a complete lie and we have it all on camera in terms of what happened so what you are seeing right now is the face of a woman who is pretending she's afraid of right-wing pundits when in reality she's being exposed as a fraud who took millions used the faces of black people took millions of dollars to fund herself to fund her lifestyle to fund her girlfriend and to buy million dollar mansions in neighborhoods where no black people live so patrice um this footage that we this story that we're covering is a, a significant one i have always been interested in the fraud that is black lives matter your fake tears your crocodile tears about someone politely ringing your gate and speaking to your white security guard and and asking if there was anyone that i could talk to because i was covering the story um not really going to cut it patrice this is only going to commit me further to discovering the truth about what you have done with this funding black people died you used their faces to raise money you demanded that the policing be stopped. You demanded that police officers be defunded, but you've got a private security detail um, outside of million dollar homes. It just doesn't work this way, sweetheart. So um, the truth shall set you free or Candace Owens shall set you free, girl, because I'm about to tell the truth. All right, we're still filming. Bye. And like I said, it's a sad day when I have to agree wholeheartedly with the Candace Owens. But let me... Let me go ahead and say this because if we're going to tell the truth, let's let's tell the whole truth. Candace Owens is literally the last person last that should be person. spearheading this. The absolute last person. Even though what she is saying is true, that again, she's um, you know, I'm so thankful. I thank God for my black community leaders, and but it's like, but you don't even live in the black community. You, you know, Patrice Keller was like, I thank God on my black right people, now. my black community. But where you live, 
there are literally no black people that live where you live. Interesting. So with that being said, even though I agree with everything that Candace is saying, again, she is a gimmick. And what she is doing is she's trying to jump in front of what will and potentially will be one of the biggest stories in the decade. And that's all. She's trying to capitalize off of what's happening. Because even though, yes, she's been vocal uh, about it, but she's also said some very ignorant things and some very disrespectful things. About her own people. Yes. So when people call her, you know, uh, a race traitor and this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't go so far as saying race traitor because I also think that we do things to betray ourselves because we don't value each other in that way. But it's like, it's like, don't you devalue us while we devour ourselves, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But Candace Owens is literally the last person, black woman or not, who should be spearheading in a documentary investigation into Black Lives Matter. This is a career move. But Candace Owens. Where's Quest Love? Yeah. Let Quest Love do it. Yes. And th- th- this is all. This is a career move for Candace Owens. She seized a career Ooh. opportunity in quote unquote taking BLM and Patrice Colors and the others down. So th- she's not even doing this for quote unquote the betterment or the salvation of the black community to come to the defense of the black community. She's only doing this for herself. So that, let's just call that for what it is. Because what she also has done, because let's pull a few receipts here. What she also has done, probably about this time last year, if I recall correctly, she launched a smear campaign against uh, Kimberly Clasic. Now, Kimberly Clasic is another um, political Republican figure. She tried to run in Baltimore as a Republican. I don't know if you remember, but she had that viral ad where she walked through Baltimore giving these facts and figures and stuff of basically how the Democratic Party has failed Baltimore and the black community and what she plans on doing. The video was viral, got millions and millions and millions and millions of views on the video, but in the actual race, she got her ass whooped. I think the the majority for the, the percentage was like the Democratic guy got like close to 80% of the votes. Um, it, it was not even close. Kimberly Clasic came at Candace Owens because at that point, Candace Owens had a show. She was trying to do a like a late night political show like a John Stewart type thing. Um, and Kim Clasic basically said, you know, I don't see any black people on your show. Uh, you know, there's a lot of black Republicans and black conservatives that would love to be part of your show, but I don't see any one of us getting any invites. Uh, and Candace Owens literally launched a smear campaign where she alleged that Kim Clasic stole, uh, donation money and oh, she used to be a stripper. She spent it on strippers and just all these salacious lies. And so that turned out to be lies because mm-hmm. Kim Clasic had the receipts and show where all the money went and this, that, and the third. But 
the smear campaign that she has. She launched this whole video, um, just giving out all these allegations that she knew she didn't prove. So she kept saying things like, it's a legend, it's a legend, it's a legend, but saying it nonetheless, because you know the mm-hmm. power of social media. It gets out there, people are stupid enough to mm-hmm. believe it, and there's a lot of stupid people that like Candace Owens. I'm just going to be honest. Um, and launched this whole campaign that lasted for months until it was finally decided that you know everything that was uh, accused of Kim Clayson turned out to be false. Um, and a, a, a nice little backlash came against Candace Owens, but you know, again, just for that period, and Kim Clayson is is a black woman, um, but just that alone, you know, if you would launch this smear campaign just because someone called you out for something that was true and you would do something so much, so, so petty and so manipulative to, I, I, it's just that word again, manipulative <laughs> it's, uh, to do that. Don't, don't be looking up at the camera like that. Like mm, I heard it. I wasn't going to say anything, but, <laughs> but it wasn't. All, all that to be said that you saw it. Yeah, Candace Owens is the last person that, that should be spearheading this, and you know, I, honestly, I'm I'm not cheering this either way. As much as I hate BLM and I hate the scam that they are, um, I'm not that big of a fan of Candace Owens either. So it's just like, you know, whatever, whatever at this point. So that, that's that's basically that. Is is there anything else? That we're missing is that anything else that you that that grind your gears that that you need to get off your chest? I grind my gears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is that. That, that that's all I got basically. Just this saga, I think, is a continuing one, and one that I will continue to cover because yeah, yeah, I I, I think it it deserves that because I personally am invested in this. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Just, I don't know why we black folk can't get it together. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to believe. Why we will just climb on the top of each other or, you know, step on one another to get ahead. And it's like, okay, but do you understand how far we can get if we just band together? And for real, for real, do this because I don't know if y'all know this, but we got a lot of we got a lot of sway. Uh huh. I mean, we drive everything. Yep. Everything has us in it. No matter how much they try to whitewash what we do. <laughs> uh huh. We in everything. We influence everything. And if we could ever fully grasp the amount of power that we actually have as a group. Uh-huh. This is why there certain um groups uh fight so hard to discredit everything that we do. This is why. Yep. Because they know and they're scared of us actually coming together and accomplishing something. Because we, when we come together, there's nothing we can't do. Right. Truly come together. Nothing. Right. When we truly come together. Nothing. And they don't. They don't want to see that happen. Nope. 
They scared of losing their power. Yep. Their power that they gained through feeding us a bunch of delusions. Yep. Which is uh, I'm 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 a I'm a speak this one conspiracy theory, and then and I'm gonna get up out of here. I'm gonna get up out of here. But I I just want I just want your your immediate reaction to this. I've been reading, and it it, it the thought crossed my mind, but I, I didn't want to say it during the last pod. But I'm gonna say it on this one and get us canceled because you know I haven't tried to get us canceled in quite some time. Yeah, yeah. The reason. They wanted to overturn Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason we go. they wanted to overturn Roe v. Wade is to preserve the white race. <laughs> to make abortions I mean... illegal because for what they for what they have said, and I'm gonna keep it at alleged. Was that to maintain they become in the minority the population? Because you know, in white communities, you have fertility clinics. In black communities, you have abortion clinics. But often and now white people are getting abortions. And mm-hmm. if that trend continued, then the infamous prediction that was in I believe it was Time Magazine that said, you know, by the year 2050, uh, white people would be the minority. The minority. That the average mm-hmm. person in America would be biracial, at least biracial, if not a nice little melting pot of ethnicities. And there has always been a sect of people who who are like um yes the white race has to be preserved and maintained on the social hierarchy as the top mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the reason that Roe v Wade being possibly overturned is to ensure that white babies continue to be born and that is all I got for today mm-hmm. <laughs> But all they they ain't gonna stop it though. No, them fools gonna find some back alley, uh, person to go on ahead and do it for them. Uh huh. It's just gonna be underground, you know, that kind of black market thing. Yeah, that's all. Y'all still gonna be the minority in a minute. Into the day, <laughs> y'all might as well at accept the end it. Of the day, doggone it. But I'm like, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, we canceled. I just further yeah, did it. I, I know. Now I'm just, I'm, I just, I'm I, saying what I have read and other and what I have heard. I've heard this on multiple occasions, on multiple platforms, not just quote unquote liberal to. platforms, not just conservative and I platforms. It. I, uh, I believe yeah. it. Too. <laughs> Makes a whole lot because of sense. Because what? Knowing how white people <laughs> think. Because what I constantly bring myself to remember are the words 
of Abraham Lincoln. The great one that Republicans always say, well, it was a Republican that freed the slaves. I go back to the words of that very man who freed the slaves, where he said, look, in this particular case, I believe there should be a superior and inferior. And I believe the white man should be the superior. Those are his words. And his debate against Stephen something, something, something. Those are his words. He said, well, I don't want to, because I don't want the black man to be a slave doesn't mean I want him to be equal. That, 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 these are his words. Okay, all right, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Listen, y'all, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. We ain't going to get into the whole eugenics listen, thing. Listen, listen. Now, that is, that is one of the main reasons why I am pro-life. Because like I said, just in, in the last part, it's like, at its core, Abortion, Planned Parenthood was literally created to quell the expansion of the black community, of the black people. Like that was the reason it was created. Yep. And again, that's why you find abortion clinics in black communities, Planned Parenthood in black communities and fertility clinics in mm-hmm. white neighborhoods. <laughs> Just come on. <laughs> Read up on it. I'm trying to tell you. That's all. That's all. Bye. Listen, episode 82. We, we, we done knocked another one in there. We inching closer to pushing to a hundred to a hundred and, and episode a hundred will be live. A hundred will be live. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm coming. I'm coming to to South Kakalaki. We're going to do a live one. We're going to do live for for 100. 100. And I'm bringing the crew with me. I'm bringing the crew. Right. We're we going we gonna to get a little. Right. We appreciate y'all. Uh, man, we love y'all so much. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, next week, we'll mm-hmm. have special guest Nasur Nuru from the Late Night Flight Podcast. Um, I'm actually going to be hitting up, uh, possibly hooking up with, with, his, uh, with his boy Smarts. Um, he's coming to the Charlotte area for some business. And I'm heading down to the Charlotte area tomorrow. To visit some family and you know this that and the third chop it up while wifey is off to Vegas living her life like it's golden and throwing it in a circle so I'm going to be <laughs> throwing it in a rhombus I'm going to be you know just chopping it up with some friends wow <laughs> wow now, now I'm sure you can imagine her face of me saying <laughs> oh man listen we appreciate y'all man on behalf of the talk my credo podcast but please remember to share subscribe follow give us a rating you know all that good stuff thank you guys once again be sure uh to to stay fly stay blessed it's dante it's kt and until next Peace out, y'all. Yes.